Hi guys! Welcome back! It's been a while. It feels like it's been years. Mm -hmm. I have missed you guys so much. Yes, we've missed you all. Oh, we kind of had to take a little break. Yes. We went a little MIA and we just wanted to let y'all know that it wasn't because we were walking away from the podcast or anything. We have had a lot. <laughs> A lot of issues being thrown our way. One of them being the technical issues that we were experiencing at first. And then, you know, life happens because it's life. <laughs> and we're poor. Yeah. When you're alive and poor. That's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think more than anything, it was the technical issues. It was cables here and there. Mm -hmm. And then we would buy new ones get them fixed and then something else would happen yeah, with the laptop and it's just like if it's not one thing it's another yes and like we just said when you're poor you can't just yeah. fix it right away sometimes it, ta it takes a little bit of time because we got to make the money first to fix the problems so but nonetheless we're back yes thank you guys for sticking by and, and thank like, you for your patience it has been a while it has been and it has felt even longer it most certainly has i miss our our girl our girl, girl therapy talks, talks. Yes. <laughs> but we're back we're and back. hopefully won't be gone like this again yes hopefully not hopefully not hopefully no more issues no more technical issues and then we can keep the ball rolling Who's ever, whoever is sending us bad ojo, you better stop your shit. <laughs> stop it with the bad juju. Because um, it really did feel like that. I know. At first, because mm -hmm. it was just too many things happening at once. Right. And we're firm believers of that there's no such things as coincidences. Yes. So. One of them being, I just want to say this one because it was a little weird and we're getting close to spooky season. I'm so excited. <laughs> we're going to have a whole spooky episode. Yeah, I think quite a few because we, mm -hmm. our family has some spooky stories. stories. <laughs> Why did you hear how I said that? Why did I say that? <laughs> stories. No, you said stories. <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have some stories stories mm -hmm. and i thought it was really weird whenever we had finally fixed all of our technical issues as far as our equipment we were getting ready to record that day tell me why that day i don't know if you remember Lee, it's when my house lost power oh yeah i live in an apartment and only my unit lost power everyone around me like my upstairs neighbor my both of my you know side to side neighbors had lights i didn't but all my large appliances still worked. So like my oven, microwave, refrigerator, washer, dryer, they still worked. The plugs in the kitchen still worked, but no other plugs worked. Mm -hmm. The lights wouldn't turn on. It was just weird. It was weird. I've never heard of something like that. Like if your power's out, it's out. Right. Nothing, like nothing works. works. Yeah. Like not even the major appliances. Right. If anything, those are the first to go out, I feel like, because <laughs> they, you know, grab most of the energy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they were still on. And that happened the day we were going to record. Yeah. That was just weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. We did a whole cleanse of the room, of ourselves, mm -hmm. prayer, but we we're back. a fresh start. <laughs> yes. And we are back and better than ever. Better ever. than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and better than ever. 
<laughs> still back with the can wordy that doesn't yeah, change no that that's i don't think that's ever gonna change it's okay that's us we're the last two brain cells it's okay that's <laughs> the, how we work <laughs> the last two brain cells are crawling <laughs> Oh, we're no. thinking so slow <laughs> oh my goodness oh but what a better way to get back at it than talk about forgiveness mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm super excited to talk about this one particularly because this is something that i'm currently going through in the process of it and i've gone through this particular process um several times before and in different types of scenarios and what i have learned through those times is that for ultimately forgiveness isn't about forgiving the person that did you wrong or who hurt you it's more about forgiving yourself for allowing that disrespect or allowing yourself to be hurt or allowing that person to come into your life whatever the case may be mm-hmm. But ultimately, to forgive somebody else is to forgive yourself. And you can't forgive somebody else unless you've forgiven yourself first. It's a very difficult thing to go through at the same time. And I feel like it's a very, very long process to go through. Because that's not something that I learned with like overnight. I've done it a few times already. And even this time, I'm learning something different than I didn't know about the previous times that I've gone through the process of forgiving someone you know Mm -hmm. so each time that you go through that kind of process especially if it's something you've already done i do believe that if you're repeating a certain situation or uh, anything in particular if you're repeating something i feel like it's you're meant to repeat it because you're meant to learn something new from it something that you didn't learn from the previous time or something that you have the opportunity to learn now that you didn't have the opportunity to learn back then i do think that's truthful particularly in my current situation because the forgiveness that i'm trying to find now is not the same kind of forgiveness i was trying to find before and I don't know it's just different it gives you a different opportunity to learn something new mm-hmm. not just about the situation but about yourself you know for sure yeah because obviously as you grow as a person and with age you mature you learn more things and you just see life in a different aspect you mm-hmm. know because i feel like whenever you are a young teen young adult you know young 20s we often think about forgiveness as well we're just gonna basically forget what that person did to us you know it just it it makes it okay me forgiving you means i'm saying it's okay what you did to me and i think that's how a lot of people see it and that's why a lot of people can't give that forgiveness to that person because they see it as well, that just means I'm going to be okay with what you did. Mm-hmm. And that's how I used to think about forgiveness. And when I think about forgiveness, the first or major thing that comes to my mind is my biological father. Because like I said before, he has never been in my life and that affects a person, you know. He he is my dad and to be abandoned by the person that gave you life is a different type of hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was the first man to ever hurt me who should have been the first man to show me love love yeah you know especially daughter father it's Mm -hmm. a different kind or it's a special kind of relationship that 
I never had. Luckily enough, I did have it with my grandfather. He, till this day, I say he is my dad. But ultimately, he is not my biological dad. And, you know, not having my biological father in my life did have is, you know. Yeah, it's effects. And so whenever I was younger, I used to always think, well, no, I can't forgive him because that just means that I'm okay with him leaving me. And it took me years and many many therapy sessions and me maturing honestly to realize that that forgiveness is for me more than it is for him because i think the when i started thinking about it this way is when i really like when it really clicked in my head where i had to say okay this is for me not for him because i said me being mad right now and me not being able to forgive you right now is just affecting me Like, I'm over here being bitter. I'm over here having daddy issues. It's affecting me in my romantic relationships, in my friendships, things like that. And you're just over there living your life. Me being mad at you doesn't affect you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It affects me. Right. And so me forgiving you is just letting go of all that hurt that you put me through. It's not going to change the situation. It still wasn't okay. But I can move past it and let go of that hurt. Because ultimately, you're still living your life. (laughs) And I'm over here bitter. Like, no, you know? How am I going to allow a person to have that much power over me? And much more than that, someone that's never been in my life. That's when, like, it really clicked in me. And I was like, hell no, you know? That's when I started working on it. And even when I realized that, it wasn't from that day to the next that it was just done. No, I realized that. And then I had to take steps to work through it. And it took time. You know, time heals wounds. It's a saying for a reason. You know, it takes time. It was a wound that needed to be healed. But ultimately, the first step for that wound to start healing was forgiveness. Because you have to let go of the hurt. Whoever may be, whatever the case may be, they hurt you. And that hurt is affecting you, Mm -hmm. not them. I remember a lot, particularly like whenever we were in elementary school, middle school, whatever the case may be, that those sayings of like, I forgive but never forget Mm. or forgive and forget, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I used to take that so seriously. And in my mind, I used to say like, yeah, I forgive those people. Truthfully, I wasn't, you know, but I'd say I'd forgive those people, but I wouldn't forget what they were doing. And I was saying that I was forgiving them, but ultimately I was still holding on to that anger towards them. And me holding on to that anger was my way of not forgetting. You know, that was me holding on to it, me not forgetting what they did to me. Mm-hmm. That way they don't do it again. And I was basically hanging that over their head so that every single time that I would interact with them again, ultimately i was projecting that same hurt that same anger onto those new conversations those new interactions that i was having with them particularly one of them for me was with my mom we've gone over my mommy issues (laughs) (laughs) we We, complement each other so well we balance each other out (laughs) daddy over here mommy over there and um so particularly in my relationship like i couldn't even be in the same room with my mom without getting into an argument for years and it would always be the same thing where i was just holding on to that anger and every single time i'd hold on to it the next time i would have a conversation with her i'd release that anger back onto her so it's like you hurt me so now i'm hurting you basically Mm -hmm. and that wasn't fair to her either and it wasn't healing the relationship 
and it wasn't until about three four years ago where i acknowledged that i wasn't happy with how it was and i wanted to change that relationship and i didn't really know how to go about it up until i started going to my therapist and started talking more to her about it and i started treating her the way that i'd hoped that she could treat me so i just kind of took that leap of faith basically like I'm treating you better in hopes that you can treat me better too. And obviously that's not never guaranteed, you know, but I chose to take that leap of faith. And thankfully that same gracefulness was reciprocated back to me. And we've both been on that journey of like bettering our relationship. And ultimately, like, I'm so glad that I did that, you know, letting go of that anger, not just forgiving her, but forgiving myself too, for also holding on to that anger, because I held on to that anger for years and years. And that was tarnishing our relationship. It wasn't helping it. It was just making it even worse. And so with that, I blamed myself for a while for pretty long while because i felt guilty for being the reason as to why the relationship wasn't healing or wasn't getting any better and it took me a while but i ended up forgiving myself because if i couldn't forgive myself i couldn't move past that mm-hmm. and i'd still be holding that same anger not not just on her but on myself now too right you know from that guilt and our relationship wouldn't be the way that it is now you know we spend a lot more time together you know and we talk a lot more and it's just an overall better relationship i don't know forgiveness is a beautiful thing (laughs) yeah and just with what you said i feel like you touched on uh quite a few really important things which is kill them with kindness and treat thy neighbor as you would like to be treated i think that's really important because a lot of the times when that anger is towards someone that you constantly interact with especially someone within your family how do you expect them to treat you with respect with love with kindness if all you do is bark Mm-hmm. and bite i think that's a really important note to take as a child because we assume that just because they're our parent they have to give us kindness and love and even though i'm not saying she doesn't love you <laughs> um or that our parents stop loving us we in the moment do feel like they don't love us mm-hmm. because of all that fighting but again just because we're their child how do we expect them to treat us with so much kindness and all we do is like like super mean to them Mm -hmm. so i think it's super important and super dope that you took that step Mm -hmm. and you said you know maybe she'll follow my lead Mm -hmm. if i start being nice you know she'll start being nice Mm because you really do reciprocate the energy that people give you Mm -hmm. you know if someone's super rude to you straight off the bat you're gonna more than likely be rude back right if they're super kind to you more than likely you're gonna be kind back that doesn't go just with strangers you know right right it's also with the people around your everyday life (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is for the most part whenever we're dangling that anger over them we don't see it as we're being mean to them we see it more as we're defending ourselves or we're protecting ourselves or we're putting this wall up that way you can't get close to me again and that way you can't hurt me again that's kind of like what i did you Mm -hmm. know i built this wall between me and her that was my way of like you can't i can't let you get close to me that way you don't hurt me and that's how i saw it for a long time up until i realized that that wall that i had built was actually very mean in the way that i did it and i realized that the way that i treated her 
wasn't out of love. It took me a, long, a while to realize how it could be hurtful to a, to her because seeing your parents, you don't see them as having their own emotions or being their own person. You just see them as your parent. You know, mm-hmm. you just see them as your mom, as your dad. You don't see them as a person, as their own individual. Right. You know, that's why so many people get shocked or mm-hmm. like this strong feeling when you see mom or dad cry because they're always so strong in front of you right it doesn't help that you never see them cry or things like that Mm -hmm. you know that you just think of them as basically having no emotions right (laughs) right like they're not even human they're just the person who gave life to you basically Mm -hmm. and that's not fair to them that certainly wasn't fair to my mom and it took a lot for me to do but i ultimately ended up apologizing to her for everything that i had ever said or done to her she forgave me and we moved we moved past that it was hard to do but it was something that was needed for both of us so that we can move past it and have a such better relationship and and honestly i'm grateful that i did because after that i had started thinking back of like had i kept going down this road i feel like later on in the future dios guarde lora you know like something happens and i wouldn't have had this chance to make this relationship with her better i wouldn't be mad at her at that point i'd be furious at myself you know for not doing anything to make it better and i knew that i couldn't i couldn't do that to her and i couldn't do that to me either Mm -hmm. like i needed to do something i'm glad i did i mean it takes a lot of hard work because you have to really sit yourself in front of the mirror and call yourself out on a lot of shit that it's hard to call yourself out on you know it's hard to do that because if you're being truthful with yourself even if you're calling yourself out on something that it's hard to admit yeah it can hurt your feelings but the only way that you can better yourself is to acknowledge that there's something wrong that you're doing you know otherwise you're just gonna keep repeating that same mistake over and over again and it is super hard to keep yourself accountable it's Mm -hmm. so much easier to point a finger and when you walk in life doing that, you're just not going to better yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, issues that you have with those people go way deeper than the surface. And that translates to different types of relationships that you have. Right. So you may think, oh, I'm only having this issue with this one person because it's this one person's mm-hmm. fault. But then you, let's say it's a romantic relationship, you know, and it's just this person. You don't want to look at yourself in the mirror and see the wrongs that you may have done. And you think it's just them. So, okay, you break up you go to the next person more than likely those same type of problems in different ways because they're a different person are still going to resurface because a lot of those issues are so deep and that's Mm -hmm. why i'm such a big advocate of therapy and talking to someone professionally because they know the kinds of questions to ask they know the kinds of prompts to give you to reflect on yourself that you wouldn't do on your own mm-hmm. because it's it's heavy work it is it really is. it's not easy in the sense that you know it takes time but it's also very mentally draining mm-hmm. and it can sometimes be very hurtful mm-hmm. because then you start to see the kinds of things that you did and it's like you just said it's not easy stuff to admit to yourself right <laughs> like what yeah. i did wrong mm-hmm. me perfect little me could never <laughs> I could never (laughs) like it's so easy to just kind of push that aside and not acknowledge it it ultimately like it really is so easy to do that that's why 
most people do that. Mm -hmm. I did that myself for so many oh, yeah. years. Yeah. It's easy to do that. That's why we do it. Exactly. It's hard to face yourself. That's why we don't do it. We don't want to do the hard things. <laughs> you know, we, we like to take the easy route. You know, everything sure. we want, everything to be easy. I mean, that's why we have drive throughs and shit you know fast food <laughs> we want shit to be easy i mean to be fair some things can be easy and they're enjoyable too but the real things in life that matter are never going to be easy and that includes any relationship that you hold whether that be with your parents your siblings your cousins aunts, friends uh partners anything you know mm-hmm and i feel like some of the most complicated relationships you can have is with your parents mm-hmm because let's be honest, they hit a different type of nerve that no one else <laughs> in this world can even reach. Right. But ultimately, those people are your ride or dies. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that will literally give up their life for you. They're the ones that birthed you, that fed you, that, you know, mm -hmm. brought you up, that love you unconditionally. Right. With some exceptions. <laughs> you know, yeah. there are parents out there who are shit. <laughs> right. But for the most part, you know, parents are wonderful. And mm -hmm. I'm so happy to hear that you and your mom bettered y'all's relationship. Me too. Because a daughter and a mother's relationship is just so special. Yeah. And I feel like when you're growing up, it's one of the most difficult relationships to have. You mm -hmm. know, as a teen, a teen girl and a mom, uh, sh nothing but problems, dude. I know. Oh my gosh. But as an adult, they literally become our best friends. Yeah. Like, it's the one you go to for advice, mm -hmm. for questions. Oye, ma, ¿cuántos son las medidas para el arroz? <laughs> you know, like anything. Yeah. Ama, tengo esta quemadura. ¿Qué pomada mm -hmm. me pongo? Mm -hmm. Tengo esto y lo otro. ¿Qué? You know, like, yeah. they just become our Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Google. Googleale, como que Googleale, habla tu mamá, güey. No, but I also remember too that there was a time when we were both talking about moving in together too, and I was hesitant on moving out, particularly. I forgot what other issues were going on, but I do remember that I went to my best friend. We took it, we took a nap in his office, and I remember that when, I, as soon as I woke up, or I was like in, the, you know, like in that little part where like you're still asleep, but your like mind is awake and you're like starting to like wake up, basically, like in that little process, um, and we're in that little state. I had told myself like I can't go because of my mom. Like that's literally all I said, right? But I automatically knew that I was talking about moving in with you like I couldn't move in with you because I still needed to work on my relationship with my mom and honestly I'm glad yeah I would have wanted to like us to like move in together and everything but I'm kind of glad that we didn't because I wouldn't have had the chance to work on that relationship with my mom for sure it's yeah. a lot easier to do it when you're under the same household right than when you only see her once a week <laughs> right right and honestly now we see each other a lot more often because now it's just me and her in the house you know everybody else has already moved out so it's just me and her we spend a lot more time together our schedules line up a little bit more so i see her more often because at first it was she'd be home and i wouldn't be home and i'd be home like she wouldn't be home so mm -hmm. it was like we'd always miss each other it'd be times like we would like be living under the same roof but i'd only see her like once every two weeks you know <laughs> you probably would see her more if y'all didn't live together right like i was literally seeing you more than i was seeing her and we didn't even live together <laughs> yeah so yeah. i feel like we see each other more than we see anybody else that that's <laughs> that's true that's true the only person i see more than you is my child <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's because he is attached on my hip. <laughs> I am. I am always here with you. So, and if you're not here, I'm over there. Yep. <laughs> or we're somewhere in the middle. Yep. <laughs> what? 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 Um, jet. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um. Have you tried restarting it? Cause what the fuck was that? <laughs> Reload. <laughs> Try turning it off and on, please. <laughs> my last brain cell is crawling you know what i'm trying to say right um shit i forgot what i was trying to say too forgiveness is such an important step to take in life and i also think it's really important and prominent in both of our lives right now because of the kind of journey we're on that we talk about almost every episode which is just focused on so much self-growth we are trying to grow as people. We're trying to become better day by day. And that's all we can do, you know, take it day by day because life throws things at you constantly. Mm-hmm. And when and it's so funny because when you finally think you're at the end of it, you're like, okay, you know, I did this, I did that, I forgave this person, I got through this trauma, boom, something Another new one. happens. Or right. something resurfaces that An you didn't one. even know was there. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yes. excuse me. I thought we were done. Uh-huh. You literally never finished. I know. It's like... Mm-mm. Me and Ellie were just talking about this off air. How I've been going to my therapist for 15 years. And the day she decides to retire, I am literally going to lose my shit. <laughs> Because at this point, I am just so used to going to her and her walking me through it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, she's just giving me the steps, you know, and yeah. I know I have the steps with me. But when you have been going to a, one specific person for so long, it just becomes routine that I don't need the steps. I need you. <laughs> I need you to give me the steps. Yes, I need to hear it from your mouth. (laughs) Like, I know the steps, but I need you to read the steps out loud for me. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I need you to walk me through it and hold my hand, please. (laughs) But yeah, the day she ever stops doing what she does, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. But let's not even think about that because I'm already not okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it certainly doesn't help that we both go to her at the same, as well, because when she's gone we're both gonna have to look for somebody else yes and half of the fam yeah because <laughs> like we've kind of said before mm-hmm. a lot of people from our family go to her because she's yeah. just that freaking awesome she does she but she is oh my gosh i'm sorry <laughs> sorry but yes she sees a lot of us in the family there's times where she sees all of us back to back to back all in the same day like there's times where I go in, and then Dulce's coming out, and then I once I come out, my sister's going in, and it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we call it the Aldana Day. Yeah, the Aldana Day. <laughs> Which is funny. But yeah, no, she's awesome. And if you guys ever feel like you don't know what's going on in your head, because it is really hard to kind of slow down your own thoughts and mm-hmm. process and think about what you're feeling and think about what you're thinking it's funny you have to think about what you're thinking right but you really do Mm -hmm. you know and it's hard to do that right if you ever feel overwhelmed by yourself you know by your own thoughts by your own head like i said we preach this a lot but because i really do we we stand by it Mm -hmm. see a professional yes it does help to talk to you know 
your friends, your family, whoever you may talk to to relieve some stress. But ultimately, it will never be the same as a professional because they are there to assess you and they have the tools and the knowledge to really help you through it. Mm -hmm. And I also do want to point this out that even if you're not in a struggle where you're battling depression and anxiety and any other kind of mental illness or mental disorder that you can think of even if you want to say like you yourself like you're okay you're fine it still doesn't hurt to go to a therapist because here's the thing a therapist isn't needed but it is helpful you know they can point out to things that you don't yourself see you know, they can walk you through a process that you don't, you didn't even know existed. Right. You know, because how you were saying, being overwhelmed by your own thoughts. For a long time, that overwhelm in my own thoughts, majority of the things that I now know that I have or that I experience, for the longest time, I thought that was normal. Like, I remember one of my first few sessions with her, we were going over the particular topic of anxiety right sorry i was just thinking of a (laughs) scenario in my head what like you mean it's not normal to have a hundred voices in my head (laughs) i thought everyone had them right (laughs) no that's literally how the session went (laughs) oh my gosh but no um so we did like a little questionnaire right and it was over anxiety and so I had answered the little the questions and I practically scored every single type of anxiety that was <laughs> on that chart. So obviously you have your general anxiety disorder, you have social phobia, panic disorder, separation anxiety. I think that was is there one more? I actually don't know them, but this may be educational to most because mm-hmm. I actually did not know previous to you telling me about it that there's different types of anxiety oh yeah and this is why also it is important to talk to a professional Mm -hmm. because you may just think oh yeah you know i have anxiety because i have the symptoms that google gives me Mm -hmm. but there's also specific ones right (laughs) because okay this one this is the one that i was like mind blown okay so particularly for the social anxiety one i thought it was normal okay whenever it started whenever i was like really really little like elementary school kind of thing i used to be terrified of getting out of my seat to go use you know how like they had like the sharpeners that you had it was like attached to like a wall or a counter or something you had to like go twist it not you exposing your own age (laughs) she ancient (laughs) (laughs) but bro those somewhat depending on which one you knew in which class was the good one but a lot of them sucked yes but so i would be terrified of having to get up out of my seat to go sharpen it because i was afraid of people looking up and noticing me to go do that or like me scared to get up to go throw away something in the trash can like that kind of thing like any of that kind of thing anything that would get eyes on me that i would think people would notice i used to be terrified of that kind of thing and i thought that was normal I thought that kind of thing was normal. You thought everyone got scared. Right. Of people looking at them. Yes. (laughs) And then she started asking me questions. She was, she started asking me if before I like go out 
with friends or I'm meeting new people or whatever, like, do you play out certain conversations in your head of what you would respond to those questions? So I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, and after you have those conversations with those people, do you still think about it afterwards, like a few days or something? I'm like, no, usually like a few months later on or sometimes years. And then she she just like told me like that that's that's not normal <laughs> and i'm like that's not normal <laughs> and then that's when she started explaining to me about social anxiety and i'm like i still think about shit that i said in a random ass conversation bro like 15 years ago <laughs> you told me that's not normal people don't do this shit people don't remember that far back <laughs> <laughs> like i really start like i randomly start thinking of this thing and i like stress myself over it and i replay that conversation in my head i'm like man why the fuck did i say that like i should have just said this like or i should have kept my mouth shut you know but that's how social anxiety works you know but i just thought that was normal Mm -hmm. so i would have gone my entire life thinking that's just how everyone works yeah that was just like my life you know that was everybody's (laughs) life no right no i'm just fucked in the head (laughs) you know and that was like I don't know that was just such a huge eye-opener for me so I don't know so even if you think you are normal you probably are you know you probably have nothing wrong with you but I'm just saying like it doesn't hurt to go to a professional because ultimately they can give you like a map or a blueprint or a guide as to how you can not just it helps you navigate through Mm -hmm. life right navigate through your life or navigate through your thoughts Mm -hmm. and if you are struggling it can even improve it but honestly i don't know i would just say give therapy a try and don't give up on the first one because yeah um, there i I, and i think we've said this on a previous episode mm -hmm. um not everyone is for everyone right so if you go to a therapist and you're like man this is just not it because not every therapist has the same methods Mm -hmm. and the same approaches right there are therapists out there who will go straight to medicine you Mm -hmm. know and who will prescribe you stuff if they're you know allowed to or they will send you to a psychiatrist who will prescribe you medicine Mm -hmm. there are other therapists that are not necessarily against medicine but prefer to stay away from it Mm -hmm. there are others who are more open there are others who are Mm -hmm. more conservative like they're just they're still human like it's just their job right and so if you don't necessarily agree with their views or with their approach or with the kind of things they're telling you to do that doesn't mean all therapists are like that right and i i do understand it can be very discouraging because i have heard of people who actually have tried several therapists and none Mm -hmm. of them work for them and so they of course get to that point where they're like well why even try at this point you know Mm -hmm. i keep going from therapist to therapist and they all suck right (laughs) i get it but there's bound to be someone out there for you right and then they all have like their certain specialty as well some of them specialize in anxiety or some of them specialize in like marriage counseling. You know, they all have their specialty. So you have to find one that specializes one in the particular help that you want. Right. And they also have like different methods as well, because I know that the one that we particularly particularly go to, she focuses based. It was called cognitive behavioral therapy. So what it is, it's just well while you're talking she can notice certain things that you like ways of your ways of thinking 
and again she gives you a guide so if you're thinking a certain way and it's taking you down a bad path or like not necessarily a bad path but a path that isn't helping you mm-hmm, basically. like a dark path right she helps you re-navigate your thoughts in a better way that actually helps you not one that enables you to go down the same route that you've been going for like months or years or whatever it, the case may be that hasn't helped you and that's has and has kept you stuck you know that's I basically how you know more about her specialty than me <laughs> <laughs> i thought her specialty was just family counseling well i mean yeah that that is her specialty you know but her method of therapy oh, okay her method. is cognitive behavioral therapy interesting did she tell you that or you just figured that out i mean based on how she does therapy oh. kind of figured that out okay well i'll i'll let myself slide because you do know more about that than me <laughs> i mean i did take i did um it was gonna be your major yeah it was gonna be my major that's what i studied for like the last year that i was in school so yeah makes me feel a little better (laughs) i really liked it it's it's, i loved learning about it that's why it's helped me a lot in therapy too because i understand the terminology that she uses and i'm aware of what she's talking about Mm -hmm. you know so she i mean obviously we do still have to talk about it but she doesn't have to educate me on the basics so we can skip that part and just go straight into the actual work basically Mm -hmm. you know but yeah so i mean overall I mean, we kind of went off track already. We were talking about forgiveness, but we no, wanted to. No, I don't to. think so. I think this time we stayed pretty much on track because it's not necessarily forgiveness, but mm-hmm. it's all mental health. And I think it all connects because right. if you don't better yourself, you can't really forgive mm-hmm. because you're not you're not right in the in the noggin. <laughs> right, right. I know that you had showed me a video earlier today too, particularly about forgiveness. Yes, I, I really enjoyed it. It was um gonna hear the crackling the crackling (laughs) yeah it was on why didn't i stay on it i should have screenshotted it Mm -hmm. now i gotta look for it again i mean i typed it down but i wanted to give her recognition say her name gotcha gotcha but yeah because you i remember you had sent uh, sent me that video a while back and whenever you brought it up in the conversation earlier today i knew exactly what video you were talking about but i didn't remember her exact words either but the way she phrases it is just so it's just so perfectly put together yes you know there are certain things that when you hear it said a certain way it just hits you different it hits different yeah <laughs> this particular quote that ellie's talking about it comes from ooh, i don't even know if i can say her name Nashwa sebion sebion she looks like she is a i don't know maybe she's a public figure okay <laughs> um and it looks like she does a lot about you know mental health mental health and personal growth sorry i was trying <laughs> couldn't get the words out <laughs> and she is talking about forgiveness and specifically with the person who hurt you mm-hmm. and like you just said the way she said it, it's just oh my goodness perfectly put so i'm basically just gonna quote her on exactly how she said it mm-hmm. do you really need the person that hurt you to tell you i hurt you and i'm sorry and i feel awful that i did it it's beautiful to get it but do you really need it do you not know how painful the pain was when you experienced it 
Do you need them to tell you how painful it was and give you permission to feel it? You don't need it. You want it because you believe your relief is going to come when they acknowledge what they put you through. You think that's what will heal your pain, but it won't because you still need to heal from that pain. When I first heard it, it felt more powerful than ever because I was really going through a strong hurt Mm -hmm. from a very toxic relationship and a relationship that really, really hurt me. And at the time, just like she said, I thought the only way I was going to get through it was if I heard it from his mouth, you know, saying, I'm sorry for what I did. I know I hurt you. I know I fucked up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I truly deep in my soul believe that was the only way I would ever be able to let go of that hurt. And when I when I heard her say what she said in the way that she said it, it made me think about it differently because the way you put it in my head was she's so right am i really gonna give the power the really important power to the person that hurt me so much am i gonna give him that power that allows him to put me back together when he's the one that when he was the one that tore me apart why would i let the person that took my trust and shattered it hurt me Why would I put it in his hands to rebuild me? You know, like that one makes no sense. And two, why would you why would I put that trust in him Mm -hmm. when he already shattered all of it? Why would I put the trust of rebuilding me in his hands, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it really helped me see it in a new perspective and just, you know, the want versus needs. And that goes with so many different aspects of life. Yes, it, like she just like she said, it would be it would have been so beautiful to hear it. I mean, who doesn't want to hear I fucked up? I'm sorry. I know what I did, you know. And most people won't acknowledge what they did to you to your face, right? Because it's that prideful thing, or it's that I didn't do it, you did it, or you made me do it, or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But it goes back to the you don't need it, you don't truly need it, because mm-hmm. ultimately you just need to forgive for yourself, right? Like she said. Do I need him to tell me that it hurt? Was I not there? Did I not experience it? And then it also goes hand in hand with loving yourself. And this is one thing that I struggled with so much. When my therapist would tell me, well, you have to respect and love yourself to put yourself back together. And in my head, I would always get mad, not at her, but I would just get mad at that sentence because it's like, how dare you say I don't love myself? Of course I love myself. But it's like, yeah, and I'm not showing it. Would I allow someone that I love, like let's say my mom, I love her to death. Would I allow her to go through that kind of disrespect if I can help it? Absolutely not. So why would I allow myself to go through that disrespect if I truly loved myself? And that actually took, I would say probably a year, maybe a little bit over that to really like surrender to that and say, okay, yeah, I'm not loving myself the way I say I do. I'm not respecting myself the way I say I do. Because if I truly did, I would not allow myself to be disrespected in this way. I would not allow myself to be talked to this way or to be quote unquote loved this way, which is not love, you know, Mm -hmm. all these things. It took forever for me to finally acknowledge that. And when I truly was like, okay, no, you're like, I'm not showing I love myself. 
I'm not saying I did it, but I wasn't showing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a true believer of actions speak louder than words. Right. So why am I going to keep saying I love myself but not show myself I love myself? Right. Or respect myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when you truly do, you're not going to allow yourself to be walked on by someone who supposedly loves you. And so when I finally admitted it to myself, it takes balls. Like, for mm-hmm. you to truly be like, okay, no, I'm not loving myself. Like, that's that's hard exactly how we were saying earlier like it takes a lot out of a person to just admit those kinds of things to yourself to acknowledge it because again it's just so easy not to yeah and i think that also goes with what you said like you need to forgive yourself because when i finally admitted i wasn't loving myself i wasn't respecting myself i was so angry with myself Mm -hmm. because when i finally was like yes i don't deserve this then the like the emotions switched to oh i pity myself and it became i'm so angry at myself Mm -hmm. like how dare i allow myself to be treated this way how dare i stayed in that situation for years like i saw the red flags from the beginning i and it wasn't just red flags like it was red actions (laughs) you know it wasn't (laughs) just like subtle hints no like there was actions being done there were words being said there were sirens (laughs) (laughs) it was a whole fucking (laughs) fire truck (laughs) red lights red truck noise and everything hell yeah and i was just like look at that pretty truck (laughs) i love that truck (laughs) such a beautiful noise (laughs) my favorite song (laughs) i'm sorry my favorite rhythm (laughs) girl it looks like a party over there (laughs) oh my god but literally yeah we blindly not even look the other way we're looking blindly at it and just Mm -hmm. being like okay like okay and then years later and then we want to act surprised at the shit that keeps going right (laughs) girl make it make sense exactly and then so when i realized all those or not realized because i had always known when Mm -hmm. i finally admitted it that's when i you know the anger came in and it was like you feel so stupid you feel this you feel that but more than anything like you're angry and disappointed at yourself Mm mm-hmm and i think more than anything that's probably the hardest things to feel because it's like you let yourself down you know especially when you start growing as a person you're like i could never now i mean i say that but i hope (laughs) because we say that you know we're like right why never again and then you get back with them (laughs) (laughs) been there done that right it's speaking from experience Mm -hmm. but no i feel like now it is a little different but yeah no that part or that aspect of it was for me the hardest Mm -hmm. you know the realizing that i was wrong and then the being mad at myself and then the forgiving myself for it Mm -hmm. because it was like okay ya pasó ya pa que estar enojada conmigo misma i'm just hurting myself like just let it go at this point because i can't change the past like what Mm -hmm. he did he did i believe that people can change certain things and if you decide to be back with the person who hurt you this is one thing i had to work on and i think towards the end that's when i was all like yeah this i don't think i can ever do this because i need to look at myself and reflect and i don't think i can ever let this go i can forgive it but that doesn't mean i have to let it go like it's still hurtful and it's triggering Mm -hmm. like it gave me I don't like to say it out loud because some people are like, you know, it's not hard. Like, you didn't go to war, war. Like, you weren't out there seeing your best friends die. But certain shit that's not as strong as that can give you PTSD. I straight up just have PTSD. And there's a lot of things that are so triggering to me. And since they're triggering, it's an automatic response. Like, mm-hmm. there's things that I just automatically do because I'm just so triggered. And 
yes you can work on those things and those things can get better but it was it was like yeah no this is gonna take so much time and to me it didn't seem worth it right you know in this particular situation damn i went on a rant i kind of forgot where my train of thought was going but yeah no ultimately sorry guys i was going somewhere (laughs) and then the train just derailed (laughs) but ultimately there are things that will cause you to be mad at yourself and you have to forgive yourself because we make mistakes i decided to look the other way and that was no one's fault but my own luckily i wasn't held at gunpoint because i know there are situations like that wasn't me i could have walked away at any point and i did but i came back Mm-hmm. And then I walked a gig, walked away again, and I came back again. <laughs> like that was my decision. Okay. And so, coming to the realization of, bitch, it was your fault for coming back, not for what he did, but for coming back and putting myself through that. Then it was the, okay, now I have to forgive myself because it was there was it was a while that I was just very angry at myself mm-hmm. and disappointed, you know, because it's like yeah. ultimately you put yourself through that. Mm-hmm. they're the ones that did it but like you stayed mm-hmm. you know and that that in itself is so hard to admit it's a whole different kind of anger being mad at yourself compared to being mad at somebody else that's a whole as different kind of anger yes because when you blame someone else it's kind of like okay well it's out of my control when it's you like bitch you were in control right you know <laughs> yeah like, I like said, you had all the power and yet you still let yourself be treated that way exactly and I don't know, like, and yeah, in those moments, you may not have realized it or you just didn't want to admit it, you know, Mm because you wanted to see the good in the person. You wanted to give it a chance or whatever the reason may be. Like, you did it out of the kindness of your heart going back. Mm -hmm. But that anger towards yourself is, it's a different kind of anger because it's a kind of anger that kind of just eats at you until, I mean, some people until the day that they die but like until the day that you forgive yourself right and i do want to make a point on the part that you're saying about ptsd how people try to like minimize that i do want to say ptsd isn't identified by just solely by those that are have gone to war and have experienced those kind of traumatic events right yes that's uh, more prominently seen in people who have gone to war but ptsd is a repeated experience of a trauma so a person who's been in a war obviously they've seen they've gone through the repeated experience of either trauma (laughs) right that trauma of either killing people or seeing people get killed or both but it's a repeated exposure to that trauma right and that happens the exact same way here back home in relationships like obviously like if especially in on and off relationships you keep going you keep going back and forth of getting back into the relationship breaking it off going back in to the same thing it's that going back in you're experiencing the exact same trauma you're coming back into that relationship mm-hmm. experiencing that same trauma so like right. repeating it over and over and over again of course so i just want to say ptsd how you were saying that like you struggle with it with yeah your relationship like right. it's you don't I have want to be to, a soldier right in the army to mm-hmm. have it and i wanted to make a point in saying that because i did not know i had it until my therapist told me i had it like she's the one i was diagnosed with ptsd i'm not just saying it like oh i have ptsd and i'm triggered no like mm-hmm. i i have been diagnosed with ptsd mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> which is crazy to me it's the fact that because again when you think of ptsd you think of super traumatic like bombs killings dead Mm -hmm. bodies so when 
my therapist told me homegirl you have ptsd i was like excuse me what (laughs) and i wanted to also say it because it really confused me when i was going through the symptoms and i didn't know what the hell was going on so if i can say this and someone can relate and they it can help them to figure out what is going on with them i've done my job Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know because when i was struggling with it it was basically like i said i was being triggered by specific things within the relationship and i would automatically react a certain way when i would react that way i did not understand why and i would be in conflict with myself because it would be one of those things where oh you're just reacting this way because you're dramatic you're just reacting this way because i don't know I would always give myself excuses to make sense of it. And when I finally spoke to my therapist about it and I went into more detail and I basically told her, like, help me understand why the hell I keep reacting this way. I don't like I truly just did not understand. That's when she was like, I mean, obviously we went into more debt, but she was like that you have PTSD. Certain things trigger you. And that is just your automatic response. You're responding to a traumatic event and certain actions trigger you back to that specific traumatic event Mm -hmm. that's when i was like oh shit yeah (laughs) someone help (laughs) (laughs) so if you and this is going back (laughs) we're gonna sound repetitive but i i just live by it man i live Mm -hmm. by it if you are having really confusing reactions emotions thoughts seek someone professional and they will help you figure out because when you know what's going on it is so much easier to manage it as opposed to being basically in the dark because at that point when you're in the dark i feel like it's just what's wrong with me what's wrong with me what's wrong with me and you feel Mm -hmm. like a thousand things are wrong with are wrong with you Mm -hmm. but when you can sit down with someone professional and they can tell you it's ptsd it's depression it's social anxiety it's separation anxiety it's blah blah blah, a A through z whatever it's so much easier because then you can look at specific tools Mm -hmm. to help you with that because you can't treat depression the way you treat ptsd right you can't treat anxiety the way you treat ocd you know Mm -hmm. just so many different things and it's so much easier and better to know the form of anxiety oh (laughs) there you go maybe that's the other one you were trying to think of Uh, ocd is a part of anxiety is it a branch of it? One? I mean, it's a type of anxiety because it's obs- OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do like certain thing a certain amount of times, and right. if you do it, you stress out about it, and it overwhelms you, right? Right. But you, no, I think I don't think that was one on the questionnaire. Generalized social phobia, panic disorder. I think it was just those four. I think it was just those four. <laughs> Maybe I'm tripping. I still have the paper. I need to look for it. (laughs) So if needed, yeah, talk to a professional. It is better to know exactly in detail what is wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with that noggin? No, but seriously, it it helps because, like I said, it just gives you the right tools. And if needed, to get the right medication because there are certain things that truly are a chemical imbalance and you just need medication to kind of help you balance it out Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that you can only see with the licensed professional you know and i also do want to make this point that i know that there's a lot of people who 
are afraid of being diagnosed with something like it kind of validates that there's something wrong with them or they just don't want they're afraid of being diagnosed of a diagnosis right i completely understand that because you go out and tell somebody like oh i have depression or oh i have anxiety that kind of whatever the case may be you know and they may you might feel like they'll look at you differently or they'll treat you differently whatever the case may be but here's the thing a diagnosis isn't meant to put you in a box it's not meant to portray you in some sort of way it's meant to help you it's meant to tell you to identify what the issue is what the problem is the only way you can find a solution is to know what the problem is so if you're trying to find a solution to your problems but you're not figuring out what the problem is and it's that much harder yeah i mean like i'm not gonna say it's impossible to find that solution but <laughs> it sure is gonna be a whole lot more difficult if you don't understand what's going on right and why make it more difficult on yourself life's already mm-hmm. hard <laughs> right right and we do understand also that therapy can be very pricey mm-hmm. there are a lot of programs out there even if you don't have insurance even if your insurance doesn't cover it seek out to a local facility that has those services like a lot of nonprofits provide those local churches a lot of the times have therapists come from different organizations and just simply because you're going through the church they charge you less Mm -hmm. that's how i found my therapist like there are so many ways that you could do it i know it may not be the easiest to find i know a lot of the times they have wait lists Mm -hmm. but at least do your part in maybe researching it uh calling people and just finding out more information you just got to do your part as well right you know don't just give up and stop try there there's places out there that will help you right and yes with those it may be harder to kind of jump around therapist if you you know if you don't find the right fit but it's not impossible either mm-hmm. don't knock it till you try it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it certainly is helpful I also think all this is important because I am a strong believer that your mental health reflects onto your physical health. Mm -hmm. There have been times where I've known of people that have been physically sick, like a lot of physical problems with them. Mm -hmm. And when they go and get checked out, you know, they get MRIs, tests, whatever, all these things done. The doctors literally are like, we don't know what is wrong with you. Like, there is nothing wrong with you, but you have all these things wrong with you. Like, you know, I truly think that a lot of the times those people are very troubled mentally and they haven't been able to get rid of a lot of, you know, trauma issues, Mm -hmm. forgiveness. They have a lot of anger, a lot of hatred towards, you know, people. And I think that translates. I feel like if you hold on to that, it will affect you in the long run physically not just Mm -hmm. mentally but physically i it's gonna make you sick Mm -hmm. i that's why if you look at a lot of people that are truly happy they have found their peace you can see it physically that also translates like that energy you give out you don't want to be that viejita que está toda amarga amarga and literally every anybody or literally everyone that knows you knows you as la vieja amargada mm-hmm. que nada más habla pestes de todos mm-hmm. like you don't you know yeah you don't want to you don't want to die a rotten old raisin 
<laughs> we already look it let's not be it inside right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then on um, additionally to not just like in your physical aspect in terms of like how your body is but it also translates into literally every aspect of your life it translates directly onto your work onto your work life your social life every part of your life it'll translate into that i've noticed actually that it translates a lot into my art mm. so i remember during my teenage years i was so angry that was whenever i was my relationship with my mom wasn't the greatest and i was just so full of anger and everything and every and it would show so much and the things that i would draw not and i didn't were like really piece it back then you know like right. i was because you're just drawing right even like to this day i was i had shown a painting to you the other day right which i'll be releasing sometime later on there was a particular part of the painting that i wasn't happy with and i know i was getting really stressed out doing the painting and particularly i was because i was again i was going through that self-anger because i'm not gonna get too into detail but obviously like i'm going through that process of self-forgiveness for a certain era of my life that i went through that i'm still working through you know and i wasn't ready to forgive myself yet during that time and that self-anger kind of came out in my art i had shared like this painting with you and there was a particular part where i know i had messed up and i know i was telling you like there's a part that i messed up but i'm not going to tell you where it is because then if i tell you where it is you're going to see it you know mm -hmm. and it's still there and i remember during that particular part that i was painting i was so frustrated and i was just and that's the time where i was like in my head also thinking about that particular part of my life that i was thinking about and it translated into stress into not being able to paint my art piece the way that i wanted it to and so you can see it in the art you know like obviously like the a normal person like who wasn't in my head with me wouldn't notice that that's what it was but that's what it was mm -hmm. it translates into my art right i'm gonna go back to it after i like clear my head from it and try to make it a little bit better mm -hmm. but yeah so i mean like your emotions whatever kind of emotion you're experiencing experiencing whether you're happy sad angry excited whatever it is like it translates into every aspect of your life i'm sure everyone has dealt with a co-worker who is literally always like toxic in a mm -hmm. bad mood or you know you know what i'm talking about yeah more than likely i mean it has nothing to do with the job itself and mm -hmm. they're just miserable right within their own life so mm -hmm. that's another aspect where if you're miserable inside all you're going to project is misery right <laughs> right and we've had our fair share of people like that that we've worked with. I know right. I have. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I can't okay. imagine how miserable your life is if this is how you treat people. Or this right. is just how you are. Especially like whenever we were working at Chipotle, we would get shit from all these like customers. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're so miserable that you have to come out and release your anger here. Pobrecito. I don't even want to imagine how miserable you are in your life <laughs> that you feel the need to release your anger out on a stranger. Mm -hmm. But 
that's a whole ass other topic <laughs> so but ultimately to sum it up mm-hmm. forgive mm-hmm. be a good person yes live life to the fullest forgive people and more importantly mm-hmm. forgive yourself yes it's hard but it's doable yes love yourself respect yourself forgive mm-hmm. yourself yes you are worth it mm-hmm. you are amazing it is chingona and you got this girl yes you do or a guy because a lot of guys listen to us <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly but whoever you are love we're yourself we're grateful we're grateful for all of you yes for all of you who listen and again i know we started off with like a little rant about it but thank you guys for sticking by mm-hmm. we hope to not have these technical difficulties anymore and we are actually planning to go back to a weekly schedule soon yes i'm excited for that yes we have quite a few things that we have been planning on doing but now that things are going in the right direction again Mm -hmm. you know that we fixed a few issues we have a lot more content for you guys and we're so excited to put it out there for y'all we are and we're excited to see what all of y'all's thoughts are and honestly y'all interacting is like the greatest thing that we see it gets us excited honestly whenever yes. y'all see you see la, 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 la. oh my gosh <laughs> you got this ellie <laughs> <laughs> i believe Word, in you words are a little hard right now <laughs> oh my gosh um it excites us to see y'all interacting with us and getting y'all's point of view and y'all's opinion and everything so keep sharing keep sharing for sure and where you can find all of that where we post our updates or little clips from different episodes is on facebook instagram and tiktok Mm -hmm. soon we will be adding youtube to that list but for now those three and you can find us at all three at the puff lounge podcast Mm -hmm. and we'll see y'all back here in two weeks Bye. bye